You're listening to The Served Up Show, a podcast that features inspiring beverage professionals and topic experts that share their passions through meaningful content. Your hostesses, Bridget Albert, is best known as the Market Fresh Mixologist, an industry mentor with over 25 years of experience. And I'm Julie Milroy, best known for my passion for leading change and helping others grow in their careers. Grab a cocktail and sit back. Let's learn how we can make a positive impact in our industry. Hey, y'all, it's Bridget here. Welcome to a groundbreaking critical conversation series of served up podcast episodes recorded live at the vibrant Maya event at the Tales of the Cocktail. Get ready for a riveting lineup of episodes that delve deep into the heart of what the beverage industry truly cares about, from sipping on powerful discussions about diversity, equity, and belonging, to raising a glass to conversations about the oppressive shadow of censorship, and even toasting to the importance of cherishing the elders of the LGBTQ plus community, and so much more. We're here to uncork critical conversations that will leave you inspired, informed, and ready for action. So get ready, folks, because we're about to get served up a series of these conversations that will quench your thirst for knowledge, ignite your passion for progress, and leave you with a renewed sense of purpose. Let's do this. It's Bridget here. Welcome back to Served Up, specialty drinks educator and the founder of the mixing class, Hannah Landfair, shares her unique approach and engaging methods for how she makes spirits, cocktails, and the world of beverage come alive in the classroom. With Hannah, education isn't just about absorbing the facts. It's also about savoring the experience. Welcome to Served Up Critical Conversation. We're here at Tales of the Cocktail, and I'm really excited about my next guest. So my next guest here is the advocacy manager, Miss Hannah Landfair from Specialty Drinks. That's right. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for being here, Hannah. We're thrilled to have you on the show today. Before we dive in, could you tell our listeners a bit about your journey into the beverage industry? I sure can. Yeah. So I'm from a tiny little fishing village in a very rural place called Cornwall. And I've always been a very social person and a bit of a mischief maker. So I started working in the pubs in my village, which is a really small village. And I worked in all of the pubs. (laughs) Um, I moved out of home and moved up to London when I was probably 18, something like that. And I was looking for jobs, and the only thing that I had experience in was the pub work that I'd done. And bit by bit, I went through all kinds of bars. I worked in a wine bar, then I worked in a flare bar in Holland, so I learned how to chuck bottles around. And I was just obsessed with the learning behind it, the cocktail culture, the spirit stories. And uh, I ended up working in Milk and Honey and just graduated my way through all of these various cocktail bars. I love spirits, so now I'm in spirits education and advocacy, and yeah, it's my favorite part of what I do is sharing, learning about the spirits behind these drinks. Absolutely. Can you talk about some of the programs that you have created? 
Mm, yes, I can. Um, well, at the moment, why I've been hired by Speciality Drinks, this is a new role for them. It's to build an advocacy platform, and I absolutely love this work. It's a joy to do. But I'm working on this, essentially what's a monthly education program called Speciality Sessions. And I would say it strikes a balance between being a bit like a game show quiz. It's okay. hotly competitive and a very, very nerdy seminar. And it's super fun. People get to win amazing prizes. So it's very, like, engaged learning. And uh, I get to wear a glittery jacket and dick about on a stage. So it's fun. That's amazing. What kind of prizes are you giving away? Oh, like distillery trips to other countries. Oh, you're giving like, away, like, other legit countries. prizes. Yeah. Someone just won a trip to Jalisco, and wow. this coming month we have a trip to Oaxaca. So, yeah, that was great. Yeah, that's amazing. I know that you do a lot of incredible work, um, you know, creating space as well for diversity and inclusion. And I want to talk to you a bit about that and how can we actively build a community that really celebrates people from all backgrounds? Yeah, so I've done a couple of things. You know, I think um, I have a bit of a spicy brain and I'm very passionate about... Uh, inclusion I'm very motivated by unfairness and so a couple of different things that I've done was uh, running cocktail cuties which was uh, cuties standing for queer and trans for our local London community trying to just build visibility for the LGBTQIA community and um, I also uh, worked with Dino Moncrief on equal measures which was uh, essentially like a mentoring and education program for um, actually uh, multiple ways of including people really that might be ethnicity or neurodivergence um, and even LGBTQIA people and I actually have now that I've moved on to working for a job I've pulled back from that project um, because I couldn't do both and I think when you ask that question I feel quite passionate about this. You know, it's really hard work to be a volunteer on things. And I think we see DEI projects and it's wonderful that they exist, but it's so important that they are well supported by the wider community, be that with funding or be that with, uh, you know, offering space and support and just visibility, really, because they're so often... Um, you know, the work of volunteers, people that are passionate, and it's very easy to burn out. And that was indeed my experience. But I will say this, Equal Measures is now supported by the Drinks Trust. The lovely uh, Vicky Elankavan works on it. So it essentially became part of a, a bigger charity, and I'm desperately proud of that community. I still take part, I still attend things, I still mentor some of our participants, and I'll always be a part of that story, but I'm uh, desperately proud that it exists, and Vicky is here as well to pick up, I think, a grant from Tales of the Cocktails. So, you know, it's a wonderful thing and something that will build and grow that I'm proud to have been part of. So what does your day-to-day -day look like now? Oh, it's really varied. What do I do? I have no idea. <laughs> How to sum it up in just a sentence. So this platform that I'm building, the monthly education, education sessions, I'll be engaging with brands, engaging with participants, building how that looks and feels. And I just feel that education, for me, spirits education, is something that I'm so passionate about because it's pretty much thrown out of home. I don't have an education, got kicked out of college. Again, the spicy brain kicks in. That's part of my story, but I'm proud of that in kind of a way because... I wouldn't be the person I am today. Yeah. And um, yeah, I want to 
offer other people from all walks of life and every single background an opportunity to learn, develop, grow and further their career. And I think learning about spirits, it's one of the greatest aspects of our cocktail industry. You know, it's like, it's not just cleaning or a service. It's so much more than that. It's actually quite a cerebral industry. And if you love learning, but maybe don't want to follow a traditional education path, you can have such a great job in this industry. You can travel the world, own your own business. The, the world is your oyster, you know? Oh, it is 100%. I feel a kinship with you. I went to college for five seconds. I did not fit in and I hated it. <laughs> and I just went back to the bar and then became an educator on spirits. And so I feel this, I, I get it, right? Mm. Can you share with our listeners what was really that spark, that moment that you came full circle as an educator of spirits? It's just so ironic, isn't it, that we talk about getting thrown out of school and then we ended up in education. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um, I was really lucky when I worked at Milk and Honey to be uh, offered an, a great opportunity when it came to training. You know, um, between Sasha Petrasky and Jonathan Downey it, on, the, on the London site, Jonathan knew that he wanted the best bars in the world and the best bartenders in the world, and the way to do that was education. And so he hired Del DeGroff. He made sure that we had an excellent spirits educator. And I feel that, again, it was very competitive learning as well. So it was like, oh, I'm going to try real hard at this. I want to be good at it. And uh, we could all read books, but sometimes you just wouldn't do that without having the momentum and in impetus to sort of do a test. So then right. you learn a bit harder, right? And so I think looking back at that group of people that were my peers, all of us, you know, young bartenders in our early 20s, Today, they're all pretty much still in the industry in one way or another, and not just participating, they're at the top of their game. And we weren't necessarily more special than any other 50-odd group of 20-year-olds, but that education was paramount to furthering those young people's careers. And I guess it's ironic because I'm very much a nervous public speaker. I always was. And I feel like just recently I've sloughed off some of that fright. Mm -hmm. But I've had to always like work through that fear of speaking. And um, when was the moment that I realized I was going to be an educator? I'm not sure because it was incremental. Mm -hmm. Talking about brands as a brand ambassador, doing cocktail sessions or training a team on a new menu. You start end up doing quite a lot of public speaking. It's weird that bartending leads to so much. To that. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And yeah, eventually you're like, okay, I can do this. I like sharing stories and so on. But it's that um, nerdy fascination in spirits. And I think because I like to learn in a very bite-sized, quick, rapid, fun way, and I want all the detail and all the information, you end up doing it because you want you know how you want to receive it? Yes, you want to do yes, it for other people yes. that way. So yeah, it's almost like a passion for the pedagogy, I suppose. Yeah, I totally get it. So you, do you think about when you create um, a program, you know, how you would want to receive it, how you learn? 100%. It's why now I've sort of moved on from teaching WSET in a very sort of like formal classroom type thing. You know, you can breathe fun into it, but now I'm doing like ridiculous things, glittery jackets and buzzer noises and like s stupid stuff. 
but I like that a lot. I think it's fun. Yeah, you're and I think the way people, fun. yeah, the way people want to learn, I think, is changing quite rapidly. And so the sort of stuffier, read this book and we'll do a test, it just doesn't have the same impact, perhaps. Right, right. Do you have any advice for anybody who is looking to enter the hospitality industry as a bartender? What advice do you have for them? Oh, it's so easy to be like 41 years old and look back and say, this is how you want to live your life and do these. I was terrible. I was like drunk a lot of the time, got up to all of the mischief, all of the trouble. I don't know if there's the same wiggle room in this day and age to make so many mistakes as perhaps myself certainly and several of our peers would have. But my main advice is study, like self-learn. Invest in that education because if you become an expert in spirits, if you become an expert in a particular aspect of the industry, then your career will further. And that's really self-learning, you know, reading books, taking the time to invest in that, in that acquisition of knowledge. Can and you, I did do that, even yeah. though I was drunk a lot of the time, I did do the reading. <laughs> You're still reading. Can you recommend some of those books that have been just really solid resources throughout your career? I always tell people about a few. Uh, one of them is called Wood, Wine and Whiskey, which is a fascinating history of the oak barrel. I love The Scent of Desire, which is about olfaction and smell, and it's such a great read as well. Rachel's someone, I can't remember who it's by, I'm sorry, I'm terrible. I remember the name of the book and then the author who actually yeah. wrote it and should be celebrated. Gone, the name's gone. Um, I love Divided Spirits, which is about tequila and mezcal and very, like, fascinating look at the social, geopolitical aspects of it. What else? I'm reading so great books at the minute. There's a new one about tequila. And, oh, never mind. Look, so many, so, <laughs> so many. many. Email yeah. me. I will tell you yes. so many. <laughs> so many. Do you have a go-to cocktail? Um, I love a jungle bird. You do? Yeah. Very do you know good. it? The bitter, sweet, mm-hmm. sour combination yes. is Perfect. awesome. It hits all of those flavors yes. and tastes. Uh, it's everything combined. <laughs> so what is next for you in your career? <sighs> I do Can you have, say here I ha- at Tales of the Cocktail 2023? I have something that's like a grand project, but I just have to stop telling people about it. Okay. It's, it's in motion. I think making the speciality sessions bigger and UK-wide and maybe beyond UK-wide would be my main focus. And I guess that's like digital delivery is what I'm about to try and pull off. Amazing. So it's telling be people I can do all? this stuff and I'm never sure if I can, but so far it's going okay. <laughs> good, good. That's wonderful. How can our listeners find you? Oh, you know, all the usual ways. Instagram, Lamferocious is my handle. Find me on Facebook, send me a message. Yep. <laughs> Wonderful. I want to thank you so much for being on Served Up today, for sharing Pleasure. your journey and your passion with our listeners. And I want, just want to wish you some great health and a lot of peace. Thank you. That's so kind. Oh, Cheers. what a warm farewell. Yeah. And back to you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Served Up is brought to you by Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits. Produced by Zunu.online. Music 
by We Kill the Lion can be found on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe to be notified of future served up episodes. Cheers! <laughs>